Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. This is part two of the most interesting interview I had with Dame Marie Diamond, who was nicknamed The Secret behind the global movie phenomenon called The Secret, and that grossed more than US $65 million to date in the United States alone. Marie Diamond has since become an internationally well-known feng shui master who also specializes in the law of attraction, dowsing, and spirituality. She has a fascinating background where she had a near-death experience at age 15 and was told to return to Earth to enlighten more than 500 million people. Through her involvement and exposure in The Secret, she has already achieved that and is now aiming at bringing her knowledge and wisdom to the mainstream with the three books and Marie Diamond TV channels she has just launched. If you have not listened to the details of all of the above in part one as yet, please do and discover the amazing backstory behind why Marie was nicknamed the secret behind the secret, how she went from being a lawyer to becoming a top feng shui and energy master worldwide, details of her near-death experience, and how she intends to take her work to the masses worldwide with the open, the big open heart of hers. In today's episode, Marie shares with us how she was able to bring feng shui and the world of mastering energy to politicians, judges, and other left-brain people, even prime ministers in the West, and her dream to bring her very unique and holistic diamond feng shui back to the East after the last 30 years of the great work she has done in the West and worldwide, and initially learning from the late and great Malaysian feng shui grandmaster Yap Cheng Hai. Enjoy this episode and catch you at the end of it. So you, you were able to bring something like this to celebrities, to politicians, to judges, to left-brain people, you know, yeah. uh, and people in the West who are not normally open to all this, right? Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. I find well, that fascinating. Yeah, it, it is really, to be honest. Um, you know, when I started my spiritual center, um, I already had used my information of meditation and uh, feng shui in the offices that I had as a uh, a manager for the, in the government and in the European government. So they knew I was into certain things. But what they were always so impressed with was that I got you know, dossiers or files or projects that we had. And they would say to me, oh, you have two years to, to do this. I would make them 
in six months. Oh, I have five years. I did it in one year. And they were like, how do you do this? Yeah. And so I would share with them, like, oh, I do every day. I meditate about this every day. I'm in the best feng shui position. So they started giving me projects that other people were like, oh, I can't do this one. Give it to Marie. <laughs> you know. So um, because I had this I'm sure I have a certain intelligence. I mean, I became an international lawyer, but I also had this extra tool of energy, yeah, that I worked with. And um, so they were aware of it. Yeah, they were, they were, they would ask sometimes questions, but because I'm a lawyer, they accepted that also more. They were more open to understand that, to be honest. Mm. And um, so mm. they were like, well, you know, and I had two degrees. Um, so, and I studied a lot of extra management. So I was, you know, a quite good uh, student. And I could, I started explaining that things to them in a way that um, they could understand, I think, right? Um, and then when I started my spiritual center, um, the politicians that I was working with before, they, they started coming to me and I said, like, you know, we're missing you, right? Um, you know, when I'm with you, I always feel so uplifted. You're always smiling. You're always, you know, getting things moving forward. Uh, could you become a consultant? Could you coach me? So I start actually attracting my first clients were actually politicians. And mm-hmm. then they invited me to speak to some of their uh, masterminds and uh that then again led to other um, speaking engagements. And I started teaching people about it. And uh, because I had from the beginning always like, it's great to be a master, but, you know, I want people to know the basic information mm-hmm. so they don't depend on me, you yes. know, because I'm yes. an Aquarius. So I don't like people depending on me. Yeah, uh, that's something uh, that I just don't like. And so I was always teaching people and I love teaching people. That's like, I love speaking in front of many people, but my core passion is teaching people things that are quite difficult, but then explained in a very simple way. Simple way. Right? Because you, because you know it so well. Because I know it so well, of course. And and also because I remember when I was studying with Grandmaster Yap, Shanghai, that, um, you know, I remember he had like a little book like this, but in red, you know, and he would open this and he was like a formula and he would start teaching. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people were so confused, (laughs) (laughs) but I always got it. I was like, oh, this works with this, this works with this. This was, there were no manuals at that time. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the students in the class would come to my hotel room and I would explain it again to them. Yeah, because I just got it. You know, I, I always yeah. say I've been yeah. from the previous life a Chinese feng shui master. So, or you know, somehow, or you know, I've connected with the Asian culture. Even if I'm a Western woman, right, um, from Belgium, somehow it just makes sense to me, right, for my brain. And um, so after a while, you know, I remember the grandmaster sometimes said, if you don't understand it, ask Marie. You know, he was like, he already knew, like, oh, she gets it, you know. Um, and so for me, that was 
always trying to explain things simple as possible mm-hmm. and um and to feel it you know now there was also a benefit from me growing up as a child uh, i was always very clairvoyant as a child mm-hmm. i could see energy i could see the chakras or aura fields and that has helped me becoming a really good feng shui master because Literally, when people are sleeping in a certain direction and ask them to change the bed, their aura, their chakras shift right away. Yeah. Wonderful. And so for me, I could see it. Yeah. So that was helpful to know that it worked. Yeah. Wonderful. People would sit a different direction in their desk. I could see their third eye opening up. Yeah. Their crown chakra being stronger. So it's like I could see the change in the environment. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I was trying to find a way that people cannot all see like me, but at least they could feel it. So I brought in muscle testing um, to really with the arms do muscle testing. Yeah. Um, so that people could at least feel there's a difference in their body. Yeah, they don't have to see it as me, but they could feel it. So I started bringing that all together. Um, and then I started um, at uh, 35, 36, I started my Diamond Feng Shui school. So I teaching first in Europe, uh, where I brought together Feng Shui, Law of Attraction, how the, the, the brain waves are working, um, because I could see people's brain wave change when they would sit in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the muscle testing, so and the whole quantum physics field. So I started explaining it this way. And also for people that are doing business or people with a higher position, if you talk about quantum physics, and I studied, I was very, very strong in, in um, mathematics as a child. Um, and then I started studying a lot about all this information. So they were like, I was explaining it in a, how would I say, um, more scientific way yeah so that they like i said this is when you're f- sleeping this direction or when you're sitting with your back to the door your brain will go into beta brain waves and we actually started doing some testing on it uh, with encephalograms on people's head and we could see literally people going from beta brain waves where you're not concentrated you're more in fear like you're more connect with your reptilian brain or your lizard brain, as we call it. And when people are following the feng shui and they sit in a better direction, they go into alpha brain waves. So that means their focus will be on the frontal cortex and they will be more creative, more concentrated, more optimistic to the future. And so people, I, I was explaining it in such a more grounded way. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm very happy that I've been able to contribute this way by uh, bringing uh, Feng Shui, who's a, um, you know, a beautiful Chinese energy system um, into the Western world and that so much more people will benefit from it. And it's definitely um, a dream of mine to um, to bring it more back to Asia, but in a, in a different uh, explanation. Yeah, uh, because I have a lot of students in in Asia, in China, and you know, in Singapore, um, in Indonesia, and so forth. Um, but they love the the way I explain it differently. Yeah, and also because I want all of them to re- to reach a certain level of advanced feng shui. 
so they are not dependent on me. I mean, like I said, there are very big celebrities and wealthy clients. They don't have time to learn all this. Yeah, of course, they will pay me well for that. But I think like there is so much uh, that can be learned um, in a very easy way. And even if you just start practicing with your app, um, you're like, oh, what's in my success direction? Oh, there's a garbage bin there. Let me take this out. Or in my relationship direction, there's an image of a lonely woman. Let me take this out. So there's so much information that people can do right away uh, with huge impact. I love that, Marie. Yeah, really do. Um, and and you had really great success since what in your in your thirties, even you had um, the prime minister of Belgium as your client, right? Yeah, that was like one of my first because I knew politicians, of course, right? Yeah. So yeah. they they were like there was one um, um, prime minister, and you know the the country was not doing very well. And so they they asked him to be open to it, yeah. And I remember he had a desk that was made out of glass, yeah, and metal uh, legs. And normally the previous prime minister, they had like a beautiful wooden desk, yeah, um, like an antique desk. And uh, But he didn't like it. He was into modern furniture. And but the thing is, if you have a, a, a glass desk, everything you put on it, every file, it kind of falls through it. It's it's like also you see your own feet, you know, and feet and shoes. Like he, literally, I looked under his desk and there was like three pairs of shoes. You know, it's like that's what you subconsciously because I talk about how everything around you is a three-dimensional vision board, and that it gives you a message subconsciously. So everything you put on um, a desk that is see-through, it falls through it. So I asked him to change it. He was also sitting the wrong direction. The things around him were just, he he added a lot of modern art. I love modern art, but it was like very chaotic, yeah, art. Mm-hmm. And um, so your brain sees all the chaos. And he said, like, honest. The, the interior design did a wonderful job and he, he did, but I don't like sitting here, you know, and, you know, as a prime minister, you should be able to sit there. So I asked him to change the art pieces um, and um, to pieces that were there before we, we kind of looked for it. I made sure he had another desk. He was sitting in a different position and it was really interesting. Um, like suddenly he was, he also had lost respect. So, the, his political party lost respect for him. Uh, the parliament had lost respect. And suddenly people started being, again, seeing like how well he was actually doing. Yeah. And then he was offered a really big job at the UN. And um, so I think he was not meant to be a prime minister. Mm-hmm. And he was much more happier in the other job that he did later on. Um, and then we attracted a very good prime minister that really helped our country to get back on the rails. So, and I know people in Singapore are very aware of that, um, that how it affects the leadership, you know. Um, so I've worked over the years with um, many people that lead organizations, lead countries, um, you know, because literally if the leader is not aligned, yeah, is not from his heart, is not with an open mind. Um, and your environment 
can actually help you to create this. Yeah. And once you have that uh, in place, then not just you will benefit, but your organization will benefit. Yeah. Um, your country will benefit from it. So, yeah, it's been uh, uh, quite a journey along the way. But that was my first um, big um, politician. Uh, but there were people in his party that I already had worked with, of course. Yeah. I, I think your entire life has been so obviously predestined, you know, mm-hmm. right? Like like even where you were born uh, in, in Bruges in Belgium, where it's a, a, not only this wonderful medieval sort of setting, uh, yeah. but, but you had NATO there and what else was there also? Yeah, so in Belgium, we have the European Union there. Yeah, European we have Union. there, right? Yeah. So, and as a Belgian um, lawyer, you have to learn four languages because yeah. otherwise you cannot become an international lawyer. Yeah. Um, so it, it's like, it was really interesting because my father um, had immigrated to America and he was there in America when a, a Catholic priest told him, he was a widow at that time. You have to go back to Belgium because a girl wants to be born through you. And uh, she can only be born in Belgium. So I can imagine if I would have been born in Montreal, I mean, great place, don't get me wrong, but I would probably only have learned two languages. Yeah. Um, perhaps I would have been um, less connected with the European culture because where we lived, literally, we had to 30 minutes and we were in the Netherlands, 30 minutes we were in France, two hours we were in Germany, an hour and a half we were in England. So we're so international. Yeah? yeah. And so I'm sure that has been very helpful for me to have a very open mind, um, to to yeah, to be open to energy systems that I literally um would not have known otherwise, perhaps. Yeah. Was, was that a, a prediction from the priest? Yeah, it was a prediction of the priest. And he was yes. very well known as a clairvoyant. He was actually yeah. the private mentor of the prime minister of Canada at that time. Yeah. So wow. it was a prediction. And um, so, yeah, apparently, yeah, I need to be born. <laughs> I needed my mom, right? Because my mom has been very crucial in my life. Um, I mean, without her, I would probably have died at 15, you know. Um, so, yeah, and she has been always a great fan for me. And um, so I think that was just a predestination also to meet yeah. my husband, who's also from Bruges. Um, um, and he's already 33 years, you know, my husband. So I am very happy I, I am born in Belgium. Um and also Belgium, when you look back at the last 20 years, it's the country that started, um, I would say, in Europe, was the country with uh, the most uh, open-minded towards homeopathics, mm-hmm. to the, the, the most amount of homeopathic doctors in Europe or in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, vegetarian food, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's been like one of the hubs for it. But also, for example... Um, we were the second country that allowed uh, LGBTQ plus uh, marriage, yeah, because we had um, um, a prime minister that was uh, was gay. So there was like it, it's a country that is very advanced and it's very stable. open, very, very open. open, yeah. And, and uh, that has been helpful for sure, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just amazed that even a psychic priest played the role in, in, in your life. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really, right? really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, yeah, all the steps when you look back at my life, I, I'm sure that is my destiny, right? Yeah, very much say so. The law of attraction exists out of three things. The first part is your destiny, yeah? Where you're born, um, the parents you have, the talents you received, some challenges at birth already could be part of your, I call karma or dharma, yeah? Then the second part of law of attraction, I call it your human luck. And your human luck is literally, um, you know, with the talents that you received, what do you do with it, yeah? Do you have a positive mind about it? Do you have a positive feeling about it? Do you take action? Like you can be... Um, you know, starting with a beautiful voice, but if you never practice the voice, yeah, if you never feel good about your voice and you never think you have a possibility to become a singer, nothing will happen. Um, so you need to, um, and that's what the self-help and the self-movement um, is talking about. And like in the secret, like all the teachers talked about that, except me, I talked about the third part of the law of attraction. That's your environmental luck, your earth luck where you live, where you sleep, where you work, how it's surrounding you, what are the colors you're positioning. And that's actually what the, the Chinese energy system feng shui has really tapped into for thousands of years. And I would say some information was also used in Europe, but then more from the perspective of the farmers. Yeah, The farmers mm -hmm. would say, oh, this is the best place for the crops because the wind comes from there yeah mm -hmm. so because feng shui means wind and water so in yes. a way they were tapping into the winds yeah? yeah or they knew if um the crops were close to a river there would be enough water underground for the crop to grow um or they would say this is a good location for their farm yeah because there are trees around them there would be you know protected uh, the animals would be protected. I mean, there are some things, and I, you know, I grew up in a farmer's uh, community. Um, there were some things that the farmers would say that later on I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we would say, you know? Yeah. So uh, they would say, never have windows towards the north. Yeah. It's too cold, the wind. Yeah. Well, we know the north in feng shui stands for the winter. So we try not to have too much. We have windows there. There will be smaller windows than in the south because the sun comes in the south strongest in the northern hemisphere. So there are some things that I think are common sense in feng shui. Yeah. But of course, I think the, the feng shui masters for thousands of years ago, I think they were shamans. They could see the energy. They could feel the energy. And they could, um, you know, practice it. And then, of course, with the compass, they could... Uh, find out the systems, yeah, how how it all relates with each other, yeah. And so that's something in the West we haven't found. But, you know, one of the aspects that I also practice and have a lot of students with is dowsing. Mm. And so the feng shui masters from early age, they, and you see it on the images, they would have a, a compass, but they also would have, um, you know, the wooden sticks to find out where the water mm. is. Mm -hmm. where the ley lines are, what they call dragon lines in, in Chinese mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. And so I understood um, after a while doing feng shui very intensely that I also had to become a master in dowsing. 
So I set up my whole diamond dowsing program. So in feng shui, we have more than a million online students, but in dowsing alone, we already have more than 300,000 students wow. that learn how to find out to change the magnetic field of the house. And so all my feng shui certifi certified students, they have to learn dowsing. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's possible I put your bed somewhere and the underground energy is not good. Yeah. 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 So I need to make sure that um, I'm looking at the electricity, the underground water, geopathic stress to make sure that all this is cured. And um, I work there with a, a combination uh, dowsing of Egyptian uh, background and the Druid system. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I use different techniques, different energy systems to um, harmonize the house, not just feng shui, but also dowsing. Actually, it's an understanding of uh, the environment we are in. And, yes. And that, that includes the spot we are in, the world and the universe, how it all functions and comes together. Is Correct. that right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's actually, to me, it's a higher intelligence. Yeah, you know, the universe is a creative force. Yeah, if you call it higher intelligence, if you call it God, depending on your belief system. Feng Shui has nothing to do with uh, with religion. It's an no. energy system. So yeah. I say to people, like, think about acupuncture or Tai Chi or Qigong. So we work with the Qi of the body. Yeah. And so, well, Feng Shui is we're working with the Qi of the house and the yeah. structure where you live in and work in. Yeah. So it is... Um, but I explained people the most that it's like a three-dimensional vision board. You know, mm. everything around you is affecting your subconscious mind. Yeah. And we sometimes are aware of it, you know, but it's yeah. all the time there. And yeah. um, so after a while, you start adapting yourself to what is around you because yeah. everything is like a mirror effect. Yeah. yeah? So if you yeah. see chaos around you, then don't be surprised there will be chaos in your mind and your heart. Yeah. 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 So to me, it's about increasing our awareness, actually. Yeah. yeah. And and it's and therefore, to me, it's important for the average person, meaning the mainstream as well, you know, uh, people who are trained to use their left brain to look a bit beyond that. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting, and I think it's one of the reasons why I've become very successful in sharing feng shui, is that I am a left brain person. Yeah, I'm analytical. I'm a lawyer from background. Yeah, but I have also as a child already had my right side, my creative side opened up, especially after my accident. My intuition yes. was so strong yes. that uh, for me. When I come in somebody's home, I, I of course I will use my left brain and do all the the um, the check in uh, with the house and use the lopan and look, use all the formulas of uh, Chinese feng shui. But there's more than that because I can see the energy at the same time. Yeah? Yes, and yes. I can feel it, and so I can then say. You know, based on what I see, but you can say based on the formulas, that's what we do, but based on what I see and feel, and it's like you go at a higher level, and then people are like, how do you know that? You know, how do you know that's what's going on in, in my life? And I said, well, it's a combination of reading the feng shui, yeah, but also reading your energy field, yeah? yes, 
Yes. And so it's one of the things in Diamond Feng Shui, I train my students also that aspect, yeah? Through a lot of meditations, through clearing a lot of their energy, because if you haven't cleared your energy, um, you actually will not pick up so easily the energy yes. here around yes. you. Yeah? Yes. Um, yes. So my Feng Shui um, school, Diamond Feng Shui, is, it's all about traditional Feng Shui, the classic feng shui, flying stars, compass school, landscape feng shui. It's all the tradition because I'm trained like this. But I added the whole meditative aspect to it. Yeah. Wonderful. So because if, you know, I'm not there with them to hold their hands. So I need to train them to have a better intuition. Yeah. But still they have to do the material left brain access. Yeah. But then they also have to listen, yeah, to what is happening, what they're feeling, what is around them. And um, and that's the combination. I think that's quite unique in the feng shui world. Yeah. It's very unique and it's more holistic for sure, right? It is, um, yeah. I, I believe that what we need uh, in the next 10 years is not only IQ and EQ, but also SQ, the spiritual quotient. I love how Marie described feng shui as the understanding of our environment and learning to therefore treat our surroundings like a 3D vision board with the knowledge that everything around us affects our subconscious mind. She has created the diamond feng shui system which adds the spiritual to the more left brain traditional or classic system from ancient China. And as I mentioned at the end, as I have done in several of the episodes I did last year, we will most definitely need not only IQ and EQ, but also SQ or spiritual intelligence to truly thrive in the next 10 years with all the changes that will inevitably occur for us worldwide as humanity and our world transforms. I'm truly delighted that Marie trains her students to meditate and keep their energy field clear in order to accurately sense the energy field around them when they are working on the feng shui of any house or location to develop their intuition while utilizing the analytical left brain to calculate feng shui formulas as well. I do the same for my coach trainees in that I train them to become increasingly clear conduits of higher intelligence where they can develop their intuition to the point that they can gauge what is going on in clients and their lives and support them to transform and thrive greatly, going beyond age-old obstacles and paradigms and materializing both personal and professional outcomes they want. It is an advanced or high-end coaching methodology which requires them to use their whole brain and their heart and soul as it combines both traditional coaching of the highest international standards and the energetic, which I have added to the formula, the I should say the energetic and the spiritual, which I have added to the formula to create a powerful difference. It works very well as all my accredited 
coaches can successfully shift clients of all kind and create wonderful results all in collaboration with them. So it's not only just me that can do this magic. You can also get acquainted with my methodology without becoming one of my coach trainees or coaches and use it powerfully for yourself and your own life or organization. I've held an unwavering vision of abundance for all for more than four decades and devoted the last three to help people create all kinds of abundance for themselves in all areas of their lives. I think a combination, not I think, I, I know a combination of Marie Diamond's awesome feng shui services and what my team and I specialize in will certainly help bring peace and plenty to the world. Just as many others at this time are also contributing to the world in a similar manner, in a holistic way, with the whole person, our entire being in mind. That is the world we are moving towards, and it is a very exciting time to be part of it as we raise our consciousness more and more. If you wish to connect with me or join my global group Zoom sessions or have private sessions with me, you can simply look for my contact details and Transform and Thrive Membership Club link in my podcast website on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Meanwhile, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show, sending you so much love and wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels, now and always. Let's create a wonderful, balanced and genuinely caring world together and great fulfillment and dreams come true for ourselves and others. Happy, transforming and thriving. You most definitely have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. We can all move towards ultimate mastery now and together. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated as always. Bye for now.